0: CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for Your Money and Your Life. Hey everybody, welcome into Your Money and Your Life. Don Cash and myself here to talk once again about investing, finance, and retirement. You can find Don online at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. the topic of our conversation because it is the first week of the new year. It's 2024. So welcome to the new year. I know you've heard that about a thousand times already, but Don and I are gonna talk about New Year's resolutions and what we learned in 2023. My friend, we are here and it's the new year is upon us. How you doing? I'm doing good, Mark. I
1: think I'm ready for it. And you know, every year flies by faster and faster. I know it's a cliche, right? It's true. Uh, but you know, sometimes the, the days Particularly in the wintertime, we tend to move kind of slowly, but the months and the years just
0: ramp up in speed. They do. I, the, the one that I heard a couple of years ago that just made me laugh too hard, and now I think about it all the time, is so accurate. It says, uh, life is like the the toilet paper roll. The closer you get to the end, the faster it goes. <laughs> That's a good one, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> the closer you get to running out of that joker, the faster it seems to get to, to go down to the to the end there. So uh, how was your holidays? Good Good holidays. Holidays were good. It's been a couple of weeks since we spoke, right? you yeah. uh, Hope yours were good. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice and had, chill. You know,
1: great times with family and friends, but uh, uh, too much food. We were talking about that <laughs> off air, right? Yep. It's just so much food around the holidays, just available. You talked, we spoke a few minutes ago off air about you being a, a kind of a board eater, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Yep. That's kind of like your weakness, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly something that's hard to resist between uh, I guess the beginning <laughs> after Thanksgiving all the way to the
0: Yeah, I say from Thanksgiving on, you know, some people even argue that you know, Halloween on because the candy starts yeah. at Halloween and then you start baking and doing things for for the holiday season. So, yeah, but yeah.
1: Kathy and I went to uh, my wife and I went to this all you can eat Brazilian steakhouse oh, on New so Year's good. Eve. Did you ever do that? Yeah, so good. Oh. oh. It was our last big meal for a while. That's what we committed to. And uh, as you say, I needed to bring my eating past. That's right. right. <laughs> you kind
0: of had the stretchy pants, man.
1: Yeah. And now it's time for the New Year's resolution to eat better and to Get on track.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. So, you know, listeners, how about you? Are you guys big resolution people, right? So, if you are, by the time you're hearing this podcast, we're going to drop this on the fourth of so four days into the new year. Many people have already given up on some of those resolutions. They usually say it lasts about a week for a lot of folks. And I've never been real big on resolutions, Don. So, but I was telling you off air that my wife and I started this diet. We typically don't do that, but I just felt like I needed to make some changes. And so I'm doing this no sugar diet. And man, am I. I can't believe how tired I am and kind of brain fog. It's a, it's amazing how much sugar intake that you know all is all around us. Not even in the things you think is sugar, too, right? It's in everything.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, I'll tell you here's a tip. You have to get past January 12th because they say that the second Friday of of the new year, which mm, is January okay. 12th this year, it's called quitting day. <laughs> oh, okay. So January 1st is resolution day. In January twelfth, this year's Quitting Day. So, we have to get past that day to maybe be on the road to success. So, you know, getting back to what you mentioned, I've always been really big into goal setting and making resolutions. You said you're not, right? I, I've
0: never really done it. No. So, and I also decided this year uh, to take some uh, some advice from some folks about journaling. So, at, at mm. the new year, I wrote down five goals. Uh, that I wanted to accomplish in 2024 so that I can refer back to them. So I wrote them down versus just, you know, saying them out loud or something like that. That's
1: it. You're an excellent idea. Journal always kind of like reinforces, right, what you want to do. Right. right. But here's some of the facts. About a third of Americans make New Year's resolutions or set new goals for sure. the year. I sure. thought it would be more than that, actually. Yeah, I, I did too, yeah. Interestingly enough, this is something I didn't realize until I started looking into it, The highest percentage of goal-setters are
0: people under the age of 30. Yeah, that kind of probably... Actually, I kind of think that makes sense. I feel like when I was in my 20s, I was probably like, this is going to be my year. Here we go, that kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, it it does make sense, I guess, when you think about it a little bit. About 50% of goal-setters are under 30. And the percentage steadily goes down as we get older. For those over 50, it's less than 25%. Yeah, we don't care anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they've
1: January 12th, so to speak, in their life.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, and it's funny because I'm 52 now and I decided to do, I probably haven't <laughs> thought about doing resolutions in 20 some odd years or, or more. Uh, but like I said, you know, and for me, you know, I think when we're younger too, Don, we tend to, the, the number one thing is right. Like I'm going to get, you know, lose weight exercise. Right. And I think it's, there's a lot of vanity in that when we're younger. Cause we want to look better. Right. Uh, for me at this point, it's like, okay, I need to do this from a health point, you know, health standpoint. So like I can live a little longer. Uh, so that's part of it. Right. So I'm sure that you have some interesting, uh, data on some of the other things that people tend to do. Now you hit the nail on the head, really,
1: you know, for those who are younger, the goals that are uh, related to resolution center around three categories, right? Right. Health, money, and work. Sure. Right. You could use the acronym uh, HMW, right? Health, you know, being, losing weight, exercising, dieting. And you met, you're right. It's more around,
0: you know, looking good. I want to look good right? Right? in my swimsuit. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Especially yeah. if you're like, you know, 18, 20, 22. Yeah. Right? Money. Uh, spending and saving, right? Making sure that you don't overspend and you save money. That's a big issue for younger people. And and work, right? Education and career advance, right? So that's a focus of people under age 30. And what's interesting and a really a revelation uh, for that category of people is under the category of health, a large area of concern is improving mental health. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, half of those people under 30 stated that mental health is as important as physical
0: health. Well, we see that, I think, in everything that's happening in our society, too, right now. That seems, you know, they, they seem to be uh, want to champion that for sometimes properly. I think sometimes they get a little carried away with it. Everything's a mental health crisis. Which I don't know if I always agree with that, but I certainly think it's a smart idea.
1: Yeah, I mean absolutely it's a question of you know whether you believe all the statistics or not. Right. I mean over 50% of those under 30 say they struggle with depression and anxiety and you know I think that the more I think about it and the more I speak with younger people it is a a real problem whether it's 50% or not it's a large number and it's a much higher mark yeah, than yeah, when you we know, were not, young.
0: That's true and I, I I you know thinking about that I don't think I was depressed and anxious all the time. Yeah, sure, you're gonna have moments when you were under thirty. I really think like social media and stuff has a lot to do with it because we just like you just didn't have all that pressure, right? You just went and did things, you know, and you weren't worried about everything. I don't know. That's my take anyway. No, you hit the
1: nail on the head. The biggest driver is in fact social media and cell phone addiction. There you go.
0: Right? And they are addictions. I mean I just talked about getting rid of sugar. It's like I cannot believe how how addicted to sugar I am, and cell phones are just as addicting. Absolutely, like your brain chemistry changes, right? That's wild. Whether it's
1: sugar, caffeine, food in general, the the um, dopamine rush of being on the phone and yeah. social media. Yeah, if that's and,
0: the uh, the likes, right? So, like, if you're getting yep. likes or hearts or whatever, that's the dopamine hit.
1: Hey Mark, this is why forty-two state attorney generals have sued Facebook and Instagram, which is you know the company's Meta, right, uh, for designing these apps to be addictive. That's why I
0: didn't know it was that many. Forty-two. Wow. Yep. You That's know, almost I, the whole country. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, I would imagine that these apps that you know that we all have on our phones, you know, for finances, right, is an important tool that younger people use to keep track and accountability. That could be uh, good, but it could be a double-edged sword as well, right? Especially if you said money was number two on that list, they could be looking at that and being stressed as well. Absolutely. There's no, I mean, I know just for sure, you know, when it
1: comes to the cell phone, it's a big addiction even for people our age, right? I mean, not so much the social media, but just using the phone for every little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when it goes to health, you know, we use an app called Noom. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. M-O-O-M? Yeah,
0: I thought about doing that, but I didn't do it.
1: Yeah, we uh, for tracking food consumption, right? And, right. And the one that works best for us for exercising is the Fitbit. Right? Okay. It's like a watch that you wear. Right, right. Although most phones come with these similar apps, but the Fitbit tracks uh, steps, heart rate, and gives you a daily sleep score. But we need don't you know, we got to be sure we don't go overboard with that. But I'll tell you, last year... I met my walking goal for the year, and here was the goal. It's gonna sound crazy. Okay, five million steps.
0: What's that translate into? That's massive. What's that translate into in miles? It, it's twenty five hundred miles. Really? Yeah, dude. So, well, you're, it was, you're a skinny mini.
1: So, <laughs> well, yeah. <I'm, laughs> I ke- I try to you know keep track, but I tell you, it, you know, my wife Kathy you get I get a little out of hand. Yeah. With it, are right? you addicted I mean, I always, to it? It's a mild addiction, okay. but it's, you know, of course it's, you know, all habits are, there are good habits and bad habits, right? Sure. I can, I would say it's more of a, it's a strong habit. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but you know, it's something that I'm, I've gotten into. I talked about it, you know, I was kind of joking with her this week and I said, you know, it's, I think maybe this year I'll do something different. And it reminds me of the movie Forrest Gump, right? Have you seen Forrest Gump? Oh yeah, of course. When he's like jogging all across America, right, and he's on a road somewhere in Arizona, and there's like fifty people following him because they're getting meaning out of everything he's doing, right. And all of a sudden, he just stops and says, "I think I'm going to go home now." Yeah, I don't think (laughs) I want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I felt like, you know, maybe I'll just do something different. I'm not sure, but you know, from the most simple feedback, I think for accountability, really, is just getting on the scale every day. Yeah, I mean, mean simple.
0: There's simple little ways we can do accountability, absolutely. Uh, you know, and so you know, you mentioned the younger folks. So let's talk about our demographic a lot that tunes into the to the podcast and whatnot. People over 50, uh, what are some common goals there? Yeah, that's interesting. There is a crossover
1: for sure with young people, but mental health is is it's really not as high, not nearly as high on the list when it comes to health. People with children living at home, by the way, are much more likely to make New Year's resolutions and goals, right? Uh, whereas people you know who were younger focus on health and and money and work, mm-hmm. those over fifty and particularly over sixty five focused on health okay. relationships okay. and connecting with people, yeah, and recreation activities like traveling and we could use. The acronym HRR, right? For health relationships and recreation. <laughs> yeah, I like that.
0: Uh, well, and that makes sense, right? We're worried as we're older, you're making sure we're going to stay healthy. And we want to try to, you know, my mom's constantly like, you know, haven't, I haven't talked to you in a day. And I'm like, it's been one day, mom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know, but, you know, so it's, uh, you know, those kinds of things. So, uh, and of course, I assume, you know, money is high on that list as well. It
1: is, but many more are interested in keeping what they have, Mark, mm-hmm. and using it for their lifestyle and leaving a legacy, than really piling up more and more money just for money's sake. So they have a sort of a better perspective on money.
0: Yeah, well, that makes sense, right? You life lived, right? You've certainly learned things along the way, and there's always going to be some of us who are, you know, worried about stacking you know keep stacking as i think the the slang is right now which is when you're trying to stack money as much as you can get uh but you know other than that i think it makes sense to again you know kind of pair that off and be a little bit more realistic in what you have and, and wanting protection clearly when we get older
1: yeah no doubt about it and what particularly stands out you know when it comes back to the health relationships and recreation goals for people over age 50 is you know what the idea of uh, what we went through the past three years with the pandemic mm-hmm. by the way it's going on four years
0: now it's a t- could... it's a time suck uh. like some we, somebody we were talking about something the other day and they said yeah it was just like two years ago when we did this and I was like no that was five years ago and they're like no it wasn't and I was like yes it was you're forgetting the three-year hole that is covid and if you're the first person I mentioned to mention to me,
1: that the term is COVID-19, right? From right. 2019. Right. But people are you know, more aware now. Time is short, and we need to ask ourselves, like, what's really important yep. in life? And that category of health concern really often differs, right, for people over 50. Um, mental, mental health is bigger concern for people younger, for right. uh, those under 30. And for those over 50, and you mentioned about, you know, the diet that you're on, it's the concern of diseases, mm-hmm. of aging. Yeah like heart disease, diabetes and you know cancer and so on and the focus is on things like making sure we're eating right and walking and swimming and health clubs and everyone's favorite uh, mark pickleball.
0: <laughs> I knew it. I knew pickleball was going to make it uh, was going to rear its head. Okay, so I got to be honest, I have yet to try it. Uh, I have not played pickleball yet. So I guess I'm I have, gonna have not
1: to... either. And it's, but it's on my list for 2024. All right. We're
0: going to have to do that, Don.
1: We have to and then compare notes. Yeah. Right. For sure. But the simple truth is when you retire, you just have more time on your hands. I know. And that means more time to eat.
0: I know. And I, we, as I've learned and established, I'm a bored eater. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sitting here waiting for this to happen. Oh, there's some candy. Let me just grab a couple of those. Right. So uh more time on my hands as i get closer to retirement it's very appealing but also very worrisome uh, you mentioned relationships so let's let's talk about that i want to have to get away from food here yeah yeah let's that's, that's step away from food for a moment step
1: away from the table that's right uh, the relationship huge huge issue for people that left the workforce or have moved to a new location or have kids that have grown out of the house right i mean a big part of our identity particularly when we're younger and uh, for people that are younger and starting their career is the career right? The identity and the career, child rearing and the relationships we develop with uh, work and with other parents. And at a certain point, we need to be much more proactive in socialization, meeting new people, And also learning new things, right? You know, whether it's pickleball or other things, right? Yeah. It's easy to get sedentary, particularly with all the media we have on our smartphones and (laughs) big screen TVs. We talked about, you know, addictions with the phones, right? And some good ideas are, I've learned this from clients of mine, uh, taking classes and workshops. I mean, you can go to universities and often audit classes for free. Yeah. Right? learn a new language, people are into that. Volunteering, you know, using your skills to help other people, volunteering. By any adventures like
0: exploring new places and just kind of stimulating your mind. Now, those are all great ideas, you know, and and uh, certainly I think it's something we all need to kind of strive for a little bit more. Uh any s- simple tips for success in general uh for general resolutions since you've been doing this a long time? You know, a tip I learned years ago when it comes to any kind of Goal
1: setting or resolutions is to the acronym SMART. Oh, yeah. S M A R T. Right. Yep. You've heard that in the yep. business world. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal, right? Just to make sure that we're on track with setting goals when you're owning your own business, running your own business, and uh, or you know, you whether you're in a, corporate you're an corporate structures, because, right? Yeah. Right. So the the SMART goals, the acronym stands for specific, measurable, attainable. Realistic, and the T is for a timetable, a specific timetable. So that is, you know, a great sort of uh, construct to think about to uh, be able to achieve your goals, right? Just think about the being specific, like what exactly are you trying to achieve, measurable, how you're going to measure it, right? Like I'm going to lose 20 pounds. That's a measurable, right? Right. Attainable, you know, you're not going to lose 80 pounds in three months. Uh, Realistic, kind of the same vein. And, yeah. measurable you know, measurable's
0: twenty, you know, realistic's probably 10, you know. Yeah. And, and I heard someone on
1: the radio saying, hey, have you I've lost two pounds a month for all of twenty twenty three. Well that really adds up. Yeah, you it know, does. Tw- twenty four pounds. So yeah. That's a great acronym to be able to get any goal that you're setting to be accomplished.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, so, as soon as I heard that, smart and so I looked at that, I, I went right back to a corporate setting from years ago. <laughs> it's funny how it's ingrained in your brain. Uh, let's talk about some lessons that we can that you know we can learn from last year uh, and how that can help us in the new year. Uh, obviously, it doesn't have to necessarily be financially related, but it can certainly apply to financial.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Most of what we fall short of related to goals comes from a deficiency in uh, two areas, right? And there are knowledge problems and implementation problems, right? And the second one is really way more common in the area of health, right? So we all know the rules of losing weight. They're simply, you know, eat less and move more, right? So it's not complicated. It's not a knowledge problem. It's largely an implementation issue. And that's where a lot of these fitness apps do work that keep you accountable and on track, like the Noom. Uh, when it comes to money for younger people in particular, it's also an implementation issue and violating simple rules to accumulate wealth, like kind of like dieting. the The rules center around two things, right? Just spending less and earning more. So <laughs> right. the rules are simple, but it's hard to follow because human nature gets in the way. And Indeed, we're driven to just eat too much, and in a in a consumption based society with easy credit, we're often uh, you know, kind of moving in the direction of spending too much as well.
0: You know, there really are, sitting here thinking about that, They really are so closely tied, right? Overeating, overspending. Uh, it's something Americans tend to do very well, uh, which seems to be uh, maybe indicative of our society. But what lessons can we learn from last year, particularly in the areas of investing, Don, that we can you know, take into this new year? As we said earlier at the top of this thing, we're in the first week uh, that we're taping this and dropping this. So maybe something that people who are younger or midlife or even older can apply.
1: Yeah, I find that you know one of the most important lessons, particularly of you know to go forward and what we learn from the last year, is in the area of predictions. Right, many people who invest are looking for a prediction for the future. Right, sure. that's kind of like the number one question I get when I'm at parties over Christmas time.
0: Like, what do you think the <laughs> stock market is going I, as, to? As soon as people hear what you do, right, it's almost inevitably the case. Was the number one question? Yep. Yep. And
1: then what should I buy and what should I sell yeah. right you know mm-hmm. should I be buying bitcoin should I be doing something else right, right. That was popular a couple of years ago so we see this all the time in the financial services industry and if we look back at the big stories of uh, 2023 oh man right i mean let's look back on a few of them if you some of them i forgot when i just google this right the number one story from a year ago the spy balloon from china yeah. Remember that thing yeah. floating? <laughs> it went right across world. us here, yeah.
0: so uh,
1: the, the Titanic, the Titan submarine oh, implosion. Oh,
0: yeah, that was terrible, yeah.
1: Very sad. How about this? Speaker of the House elected exactly one year ago and then ousted yep. the yep. same year. Yep. Uh, of course, former President Trump indicted four times. Yep. And of course, the one thing nobody predicted was a war breaking out in Israel with Hamas, yeah, for sure. It started October 7, Very similar to what happened two years ago with the war in between Ukraine
0: and Russia. Yeah, right? two, and just saying the two years ago that you go, wow, it's been it has been two years. It's already. been two years, right? Yeah.
1: Mortgage rates topping eight percent,
0: crazy, right?
1: So here's a question for you: What do they all have in common? Think about this for a second. What do you think? Hmm. What do they all all of them have in common.
0: All right folks, we're all thinking we'll all use our collective brain power here. What do they have in common? Uh, nobody saw them coming? You got it. I mean, that's collective wisdom, right?
1: Yeah. Nobody saw them coming, right? So, let's take the the last two things
0: we just mentioned, the mortgage rates and the war in the Middle East, right? If I mean, someone told, as I, said, I guess, someone could. Uh, there's that argumentative person out there going, uh, "They always fight," in you know, in that part of the world. So you should have inevitably seen it coming. But I don't think we saw it coming then, right? No, you don't see it
1: coming yeah. at a specific time. Right, right, right. And, and look, it's the it's the worst tragedy to hit. Uh, Israel in seventy five years, right? right? Yeah. So you know, it's uh, you can argue the war in nineteen seventy three and seven and, yeah, and 7 seven.
0: They've got a thousand year history of it, right? We we know this, but at the same time, yeah, no one. I think we were all hoping that we were moving past this stuff, but exactly. But just you know, looking at the the mortgage rates, for example. Okay. Right?
1: If someone told you ahead of time that mortgage rates would go from two percent to eight percent, what do you think? that would happen to the price of the homes in this country. Oh, they drop. They'd, yeah, they'd fall like a stone. Yeah, You'd think they'd be dropping like they did in 2008, right? Yeah, exactly. However, the result is all-time highs Crazy. in housing prices yep. due to the low inventory, right? So the other side of the coin is over 60% of all homeowners have mortgage rates less than 4%. And they're not about to let that go. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. So that's you know you don't people don't uh, necessarily you know think that you know one thing might lead to the other is the point. True. Right? Yeah. Or be lulled to think that that incident A will lead to effect B. Right. So if someone told you ahead of time that there would be a war between the um, the Arab countries and
0: Israel in the Middle East. What do you think that would do to the stock market? Oh, I would think it would drop. You know, the oil prices would go up causing the market to drop. Exactly what you would think,
1: right? Mm-hmm. We all know that war, particularly in that part of the oil of the world, drives up oil prices, energy prices, mm-hmm. causes big big problems. I mean, we can look back in history, see what happened during 1973 Arab-Israeli war, right? That was the first gasoline crisis. Yep. And then uh, in 1978, 79 we had the same problem. Except this time, the exact opposite happened. Since October 7th, stock markets all over the world are through the roof, right? They're up through the roof. And the S&P 500 was up over 25% last year with almost all of those gains occurring after the war started.
0: And that just confuses people, right? Because all the things that we're so used to, you know, the normal cause, the normal effect – uh is is not been happening for a couple of years. We've seen this, uh, you know, and other times we've talked about things where one thing happens and you think it would be exactly this and it winds up being some of the opposite. So how do we plan? And and what's a big lesson from that? Right. Here's what we talk about all the time, right? Stock markets react to the news.
1: The news is unpredictable. Therefore the stock market's unpredictable. So when I get that question during Christmas parties, you know, that's the answer. <laughs> right. We, you know, we can't get hung up on the news, and we can't try to make predictions, right? Because nobody has a crystal ball, right? But our industry is
0: filled with people who make predictions. You know, and, you know I was going to say, Don, it, it, real fast, thinking about that: the stock markets react to news, the news is unpredictable, and therefore the stock market is unpredictable. You should let you should get that put on a T-shirt, and every time you go to parties, tell Kathy <laughs> you're going to wear that underneath your other shirt, and just like show it, and just be like, here, here's my answer. <laughs> Right, or
1: wear it on the airplane. When yeah, I'm or put it on seven.
0: business cards and just hand it to them.
1: Yeah, but again, the you know the 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 lesson is don't try to make predictions. Right, right, right. You know, often the, these people who make these these predictions on TV, you see them all the time. They're wrong, and they hurt investors. True. Right. Look at some of the other predictions from one year ago. Right, from exactly a year ago, which were 2023 would be the year of recession. I've heard it's Didn't, been moved to 24 now. So, the, yeah, right. The recession has been moved. Yep. Inflation would continue to rise. Actually, went down, mm-hmm. and the stock market would drop 20%. It went up over 20%. Crazy. And you know, here's something that's really intriguing. Was interesting. I'm not sure if we've mentioned in some past shows, but Fidelity Investments, the Fidelity custodian, did an interesting study to find out which of their customers had the best long-term Return on their investments. And the result was it was the people who forgot they had an account <laughs> with Fidelity. <laughs> well, because they didn't react, right? That's right. They didn't make the mistake of reacting to the news to the events emotions or predictions
0: that's a great that's a great lesson like exactly because I was the Fed chairman uh, at the end of December said that they were probably going to start cutting interest rates uh in 2024 and I remember people hitting me with questions going so does this mean we need to change this or change that it's like I don't know that it means anything you know right this minute you know other than the interest rates will be cut you know so that's a great way of looking at it. the people who did nothing who forgot they had the account did the best that's wild. No doubt. That's a a great lesson to learn. Uh, What else? Anything
1: else before we wrap up? You know, when I look back on 2023, since I have a teenage daughter in the house. Oh, no. And a girl in in her 20s. Oh, no. I asked her what the biggest story of 2023 was, and the answer was (sighs) Taylor Swift. Uh I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) She is an absolute phenomenon, raked in over a billion dollars. And I guess ticket sales and concerts and things like that. And even made a movie on the concert, which, you know, made hundreds of millions of dollars. So, some people just have a knack of making money.
0: by some people are just a juggernaut. So, Well, there you go. Great show. Great conversation with Don, as always. And, of course, it's the new year, uh, new us, new you, whatever philosophy you're going with. So if you're doing that, make sure you're also having a conversation about your wealth and your finances and getting that in the right path and on the right vein as well. If you're not already working with Don and you need some help, reach out to him. Find him online at donaldcash.com for a consultation and a complimentary review. donaldcash.com. Dot com Again, DonaldCash.com. Or call him at 800-664-1183. He is a CPA and a CFP, a Certified Financial Planner. So reach out to him at Donald W. Cash and Associates. And my friend, thanks for hanging out with me and uh, and having a good conversation. I always enjoy it. All right, Mark. Talk to you next time. We'll see you right here next time on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.